and welcome to New England Beer Reviews. My name's TJ Davis, alongside my ever-present Emily Schick. How are you today, First Commander? <sighs> Sex is awesome. Just <laughs> trying to like go for a Star Trek joke. Because okay, literally, like, and like I, I, I had something for a second yeah, there, and then just like vanished. <laughs> Yeah, it came out real dumb. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Riker felt like a nice follow-up to Sex also, Crocs. Also, either back off a little or maybe lower your game a little bit. It, it's so weird, guys. You're along with us for the ride, but like too much of the time, it seems like our mic volume changes without changing the mic volume. So it's a learning yeah, process for all of us. Yeah, I'm curious if anybody else out there has that issue. Yeah, hey, if you do, email us at newenglandbeerreviews at gmail.com. That lets us know that you're listening, because we're fucking desperate. <laughs> Alrighty, let's get into beer number one. Say, <laughs> we can also ask Liam, because we're going to have another opportunity to ask Liam. Yeah, we're, we're going to ask Liam again anyway. sometime soon. Uh, three, two, one, crap. This week's beer is March of the Gilded Horde from Gilded Skull Brewing and Blending. I know they're in Massachusetts, but I have no idea where. I Yeah, I don't know where they're headquartered, but according to the can, it is brewed and, well, it says bottled, I think, but it's canned by uh, uh, Castle Island. In first Norway. up, Emily. Um, oh, yeah, that's the place in Norway. Um there's yeast in it, which I wanted to get to before you got to the end of it. But hey, should have. I didn't get all the way through. No, I've still got a little bit left in the can, so I think I avoided it. Awesome. Rad fucking can, though. Definitely a. Um, yeah, it really uh, is. I don't know, like. Part of me wants to say Egyptian inspired just because of the like rib cage behind the king. Because it has that almost, mm -hmm. you know, pharaoh kind of hat look to it. But uh, yeah, no, it's fucking rad. This is probably going on the uh, fridge. So, really cool can art. Beer's decent. Um, I mean, it's not my favorite New England style IPA, but I actually, I prefer this to, like, it's very, very smooth. I prefer this to something that's overly bitter. I find this pretty drinkable. I think that it's ox oxidized a little bit. I think that it was that's probably what I was, sitting on I was a shelf say, for a while before I got it. Yeah, we, we got to it a little too late. It's still tasty. Don't get me wrong, but I can only imagine what this is like fresh. Yeah, I, I would guess tasty. that this was probably pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, Does it have a can uh, date or can, whatever? Canned on 61421. So, yes. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. it might have been sitting on a shelf for a while. Oh, well. Uh, I'm sorry to um, Gilded Skull, rad fucking name. Um, but yeah, 
Yeah. We're probably not doing your beer justice right now because we got to it too late. It's still pretty tasty, but I can only imagine what it would I be mean, like. I mean, considering we how much fresh. What where are you actually located? Yeah, so considering maybe we can take a field trip. Yeah, that would be fun cuz like I I I can only imagine if I like it this much when it's a little oxidized, I can only imagine how much I'd like it when it was fresh. Yeah. Incredibly smooth. Very very impressed by the smoothness. Like it has it I would say it has trillium levels of smoothness, it just doesn't have trillium levels of hop punch. Huh, they're located in Woburn. I wonder where about oh. in Woburn. Um probably somewhere over in those like industrial park areas like fucking uh Lord Hobo is. It would be my guess. Oh man, it just makes me sad how those industrial areas have changed over the years. I remember going there back when I did kung fu. And not that I did kung fu there, but there was a martial arts supply store over there. And that's where I got my, like, badass army sword. It was not the one that I ordered. The one that I ordered was supposed to be, like, performance weight instead of practical weight. Gotcha. So, yeah. But that's also why I have my zombie apocalypse weapon. Because, come on, if I was in a zombie apocalypse, that would totally be my weapon. I'd have to sharpen it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be rad. Then I'd get, like, out of breath after two swings and just get eaten. (laughs) (laughs) Lol. Alright, um, so, since this is New England Beer Reviews, we've got beers to review. Uh, Emily, I believe that you have beers, Emily. I do. So, uh, I'm hoping that we didn't already talk about these. I just can't fucking remember. Um, so went to, I think it's actually, okay. I think it's, uh, so I think it's pronounced Tremonte. I'm not really sure. Oh, um, really? Tremonte. Yeah, has, Tremonte has two locations. There's one in Tingsboro, which is restaurant and alehouse, and then there is the uh, the one in downtown Lowell that has the ice bar. I went to the one in Tingsboro because the parking is way easier, is, and actually a, they had better stuff on tap. Is but they ice, both have really good tap selections. Is an ice bar mm-hmm. what I think it is? Okay, cool. Uh, so essentially, just like oysters and shit. Probably. Nice. I dig. No, it. an ice bar is just. <laughs> well, no, oh, the ice bar that. is literally just for keeping drinks cold. I think, where you have like the inset tray that runs like all the way around the bar that's got like ice set into it. Oh, I've never been to one of those. It's a it's a dumb gimmicky thing. I don't I don't fucking get it. I I don't there it it has like, no appeal for me. Um, wouldn't you get like your cuffs wet? Like, is that what your drinks sit on? Like, I don't I don't I, actually I'm, I don't remember. I'm having trouble visualizing this. 
Like, and everywhere I see we'll it, we'll have to it go because stupid. I've only ever actually. Yeah, I mean, I've only ever sat at the bar there like once, so I cannot remember how it actually works. Um, I've been to that location probably three times, period, and I've only sat at the bar once. Um, but yeah, because uh, like again, I go to Tingsboro most of the time because they have an actual fucking parking lot and like. They have both places have good tap selections. Uh, some some crossover for sure, obviously, mm -hmm. but like I don't know, Tingsboro often has like a slightly better selection, and they have a parking lot, so it's like an easy answer. I've been to that one probably like five or six times at least because my mother's a little key. bit obsessed <laughs> with their uh, their. Uh, Garlic parm wings and their their scampi pizza. Ooh, yeah. Mm hmm. I do. That. Both are outstanding. It's the second best scampi pizza I've ever had. The best is from Oregano in uh, Newburyport. All right. But their fucking wings, dude, are amazing. Those garlic parm wings are oh. just so good. Honestly, man, you're just kind of making me crave a uh, Salem outing, especially since we're now outside of season, so that we can mm -hmm. just get, like, a uh, fucking pie at Flying Saucer and go hit up uh, Far From the Tree, maybe Notch, maybe Deacon yeah. Giles, you mm. know? <laughs> yeah. I'd love to do Deacon Giles when uh, the Boston Beauties perform up there again. Maybe yeah, we should try and plan to do that. That would be awesome. Yeah. So shout out to the Boston Beauties. Check them out. They're rap. If you um, like um, burlesque, burlesque. Yeah. Going to say vaudeville, but it's like it's not quite vaudeville. Also, shout out to Jumbo's Clown Room in L.A. I really hope that you survived the pandemic because like you're the closest I'll ever get to an actual strip club. <laughs> I really want to go there one of these days. It's fucking awesome. It is so awesome. Like, that's my problem, though. I want to go places. I just hate the act of travel. You know what makes it suck less to go to L.A.? Book Jet Blue. Direct flight or? Yes, obviously. Okay. Always. Always. I mean... You can I do was a layover. Just figuring, like, does JetBlue have a smoking plane? <laughs> like one flight a day, everybody smokes. You're not a smoker. You're gonna fucking smoke on this flight. <laughs> Actually, that would be awesome. That would be. Awesome. I could totally see a market for that, except for the fact that you couldn't do it with the flight attendants. Wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, the flight um, attendants wouldn't do it. No, you're. I think these days your best bet if you're like not at that point though. Why would you bother? So your best bet if you're trying Take to a train. Like, <laughs> give yourself a smoking layover. Well, if you're going to give yourself a smoking layover, like I don't, I don't know if Atlanta still has a smoking area, but that that is a sad little smoking area. But uh, Las Vegas McCarran, um, I believe, does still have smoking inside the like airport casinos. Oh, awesome. But like that was true a number of years ago. I'm not sure if it still is. Um, but yeah, like, but that's the thing. If you're going to L.A., why would you bother doing a layover in Las Vegas McCarran when you can just like keep going for an hour and get to L.A.? Yeah, that's kind of my feeling on it. Unless I had yeah. like 
if I had like an eight hour layover in Vegas, then that would give me like my fill of Vegas without having to stay in Vegas. There was some small airport I went to a number of years ago that had like oh, a but I like do want to go. Area, I do want to go to the Vegas area just because I want to go to like Meow Wolf and shit like that. Yeah, ditto. I, I, I that's most of the reason I want to go to Vegas is Meow Wolf. Although, uh, wouldn't that be more Springs. Reno? No, that's Vegas. No, that's Vegas. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like a. <laughs> It seems like a better idea to me than going to New Mexico, not because I don't want to go to New Mexico, but because uh, altitude fucks me and Santa Fe is pretty fucking high. Yeah. So. Uh, that's a double feature we got to do. That's an episode of Cedar Screw It. Let the right one in with Let Me In. It's probably mm. a needless remake episode. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're like 13 minutes in, and we've talked minimally about one beer. <laughs> all right, we have actually no, we we've yeah, we've talked about the beer we're drinking. Okay, so Tremont at at Tremonte, I had, I only checked in two of them, but the, I have three things that I either checked in or remember. Uh, the remembering one is not for a particularly good reason. Um, so <laughs> always good. The one I remember that did that I didn't check in is the white birch uh, key lime Berliner. Um, I mean, it's not awful, but like, it's just not that great. Like, why? I remember when white birch was like really exciting because they were one of the first places to do that. Like, super hit you in the face sour. Berliner, and I think that they've both toned down the sourness of their Berliners, and also the flavors just don't work as well as they used to. I think that they use like syrup rather than fruit, and it's noticeable. They've they've made them um, more accessible while making them less good overall. It's unfortunate, and yeah. happens like a lot of the time. Unfortunately. So, so let's talk about an actually good sour that I had while I was there. It's um, Branch and Blade Love Comes Back, Ooh. which I'm starting to, sitting here going, is that the one that I had in I have in my fridge that what we were supposed to share anyway? Um, so Love Comes Back is a sour fruit goes from Branch and Blade that is brewed with I'm not sure what fruits, but it like Handy. I would. I would guess that it has orange. I say this because it like looked, smelled, and tasted almost like orange juice, but with like a less acidic, slightly more tropical fruit flavor, while still having like you know kind of a kind of a bite to it. And like, fuck, it was pulpy as hell too, which is impressive for something that's coming out of a tap line. Um, yeah! Wow. Yeah, but it was good. It was fucking great. It was very drinkable. And then the other one that I did check in is one that I would swear on my life I had had before, but had never checked in. And it's the Burlington Beer Company. It's complicated being a wizard IPA. Um, I think it may have just been renamed to Wizard, but... I don't know. That it's solid. Must, it's one of their that, like I gave both of those four point two fives. 
I would that swear feels on like my it life must that be I've had it, that but before. like yeah, I, I would swear that I've had this before and I've never checked it in. Yeah, Weird. that's what I'm saying is I'm not sure why, but yes. I mean, it's also entirely possible that like we drank it and just didn't neither one of us checked it in. Which does that does happen. happen. Yeah. Bum 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 bum. So I also got a lot of um kind of one-off beers for us to share. And we had a night where we had some of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I we can't like we, really talk about like it, can, but we're going to talk about like it a we, little bit. I feel so like we can touch upon the outside of New England things that we've had as well. Just because, honestly, when it comes down to it, we're just talking yeah. about good beer. Or hopefully good beer. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, but we, we focus on, I believe Burley Oak. I believe Burley Oak is a, the company that was originally doing the J R E A M or dream. I don't know exactly if it's usually referred to more acronym wise or as like, I a would guess word. acronym wise. Um, I would, well, no, I would guess is like, I would guess Dream, that too. But with a J. But yeah. So it is so for those who don't know, that is a fruited sour series um that was extremely famous, especially in beer trading circles, probably like five plus years ago. Um, I think that I've heard from people who had them back then and now that they have declined in quality some, which is impressive considering how fucking good this one was. So we had the double orange raspberry marshmallow pie, and I was just pumped because I'd never been able to get my hands on one of those. And so, yeah, they're, uh, Burley Oak is from uh, Maryland, wherever the fuck Berlin, Maryland is, but this one was the Imperial Sour Ale with lactose conditioned on orange, raspberry, cinnamon, vanilla, dark brown sugar, and nutmeg. It was and as delicious as it sounds. Like, we both yeah. give it 4.25. So yeah. it's not, like, super high tier. But again, nothing we drink is shit unless, mm-hmm. you know, it's surprisingly shit. <laughs> or the times that it's it's not surprisingly shit but I still kind of enjoy it. Talking about you, Gantt. And I think we already touched on the uh, Jay Wakefield haterade, so let's skip right to the New England stuff. Did we we talk about the Blue Raspberry Lemon? No, no, we talked about it, and I didn't mention a damn thing about it. So, like, real fast, not as good as I want it to be. As a purveyor and lover of Blue Raspberry as hands down the greatest artificial flavor of all time, it wasn't what I wanted, quite what I wanted it to be. I wanted more of the blue raspberry and less of the uh, electric tingle of the lemon. Because that's kind of what it was. Um, And honestly, I don't think either flavor... I mean, I don't think that the blue raspberry was strong enough. I don't even know that the lemon was. I think that it was... Um, the lemon wasn't even like flavor. It was just that electric tingle that I felt on my tongue. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, considering how great the original Haterade is, I kind of wanted more from it. But I still love I would, you, Jay Wakefield. I still love you, Jay Wakefield. Uh, please make I me... I need to come... Please make me I, a um, 
cherry Kool-Aid haterade. Mm. I would like to go visit them again before uh, Miami drowns one of these days. Wow. Um, yeah. Oh, I can yep. look up Alan. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so we had two things from White Lion Brewing Company. Um, I had never had anything from White Lion. They are one of the breweries that I was like, ooh, I would love to go there, but they're not open on fucking Tuesday or whatever day I was that I went out and did that Springfield site visit. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, same reason I didn't stop at a brewery today because nothing, nothing on my way home that was even remotely interesting is open on yeah i mean hell even smut labs wasn't open on tuesday and it was like are you kidding me wow like you yeah that's what i'm saying is like nothing nothing in new hampshire was open today so it was like yeah whatever um i got a bomb ass bagel instead well we can talk about that later anyway um (laughs) so white lion i believe is actually in northampton um and so the slightly less impressive of the two was the blueberry and marshmallow hopsicle sour. Um, gave that a 4.25. I mean, it tastes exactly like it sounds. Um, the the hopsicle part, I think, was a little. I don't know. I don't know. So I, I feel I, you, I, because like hopsicle implies to me that there's going to be some sort of hopped. hop flavor in there. And I agree with you on finding disappointment in that. Because, like, I wanted I wanted some sort I of, mean, like, it give me some sort of, like, juicy bite. Give me some sort of, like, bitter bite. Like, give me something that is representative of hot. I think it's unfortunate mis, um, mistitling. Like, like, oh, Hopsicle, that sounds cool, instead of, like, actually being, you know hopped yeah yeah i i think i I agreed i mean i it was a really enjoyable beer i think that i just was like oh you called it hopsicle and didn't put any hops in it because it's a sour i mean you don't always put you often don't put hops in sours i mean i'm sure that there are hops there might be dry aged hops yeah it's not like this is not ones that are imparting flavor but like when when you have a title that says hopsicle i want imparting flavor of hop in this, you know, a fucking blueberry marshmallow sickle thing. Like, hop is a word in there. Make me taste hop. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree. I will say at least I enjoyed the beer. I enjoyed uh, the beer. I, like, I'm with you, though. I enjoyed the other one more. Now, do, do you the other it? one was fucking bonkers it is carnival (laughs) candy kettle sour so it is made with cherry gumdrops cotton candy and vanilla taffy and my fucking god it was amazing like every single one of those individuals in there every flavor came through just as you wanted to in like blended super well together like um uh what is it uh the not the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory one, but the will no, because it's in both. It's in all three. The gum that you chew that's like a four course dinner. It's like as you sipped oh, it. Oh god. As you sipped it, you got 
the tart of the cherry, the, then the sweet of the cotton candy. Like, that very specific sponge sugar cotton candy sweet. And then, like, to finish off, you have yeah. that, like, almost muted vanilla flavor of taffy. It was so weird and so yeah, fucking I mean, good. Like, we both gave this It a was distinctly 5. taffy, though, and not... Um, yeah. Yeah, it was it was very distinctly like it was, taffy. Like it wasn't just like a yeah, muted it wasn't vanilla. Just vanilla. It was vanilla taffy. Oh man. Mm-hmm. I want to have that again. That was delicious. So, listeners, if you find out there, Carnival Candy Kettle Sour from White Lion Brewing Company out of Springfield, Me, Northampton. I don't know. Um, drink it. I think I think it's, it's North delicious. Hampton. It's delicious. Yeah. Well, like they're untapped. Yeah, it's fun as fuck. But yeah. Oh, does it? <laughs> Whatever. Either way. Ah, oh, damn it. Maybe they're tapped like, in Northampton. I needed Maybe like that's one more. I got through D lit, but I couldn't get the shits. <laughs> but yeah, check right. it out. Moving well, on. More, more, more singles. More shares. So, beers. I mean, well, yeah. Um, we, I hadn't had anything by Bone Up in fucking forever. Well, uh, Bone I didn't Up even is remember to check this in, so I'm checking it in now. But yes, uh, so, Bone Up is a Everett brewery. For those who don't, yes. I'd love to go there Are again to see phase? if they've actually expanded their tap room because it was tiny. Uh, video wise, yes, and you, you're, uh, you, you, like, I find it interesting that your recording doesn't end up being messed up because, like, you definitely have like glitchy moments when I'm when we're talking too. Oh, you do as well. I'm guessing that it's just that, like, we've talked about this on yeah. camera. Right? Keep on moving on. <laughs> yep. Um, anyway, so Bone Up is a is a great little place. Um, they don't generally do stuff that's like super out there or super inventive, but the people who own it are great. It's a great place to hang out, or at least it was. Um, I haven't been there in fucking years. But yeah, they tend to focus years. more on kind of basic styles. Um, and so, but I mean, for there are two reasons I bought this beer. For one, it's called Seven X's. Would you like to explain to the audience why seven X's is great? Um, because the number of X's equate how alcoholic it is. So with seven X's, it's like 170% instead of just 5%. No. <laughs> seven no. deadly X's. Uh, Scott Pilgrim, uh, we're big fans of it. Uh, spoilers for a future yes. episode of fucking see it or screw it, but we're going to end up doing a Scott Pilgrim episode and it's quick answer. It's gotten more problematic for me over the years, but I still love it. It's yeah. not quite, it's not quite like yeah. Revenge of the Nerds level of problematic, but who oh man, there is some stuff that is, uh, not great, man. Not great. Yeah, but that's the thing is it's like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you can say that about in like 
any time in the past, basically. Like the it, like it's also it's, a time capsule. Like it's yes. very I, representative I mean, of like 2009-2010. You know. I mean, I think that it it's the same thing for me where it comes to like, you know, um celebrities that have that are have come out as problematic. It's like whether or not I can separate like art from artist or like art from its, you know, like weird shitty, you know, views from the time period is entirely dependent on how shitty the shittiness is. Like like Kevin Spacey, I don't know that I could ever watch him in anything again. And I don't know that I could go back and like really enjoy the movies that he's been in unless like. Which is so unfortunate because like Baby Driver is such a like, again, going off onto a like Edgar Wright tangent. I fucking love the shit out of Baby Driver. I, I love. <sighs> I love the direction of it. It's not yeah. necessarily Kevin Spacey, but like oh, yeah. Kevin Spacey is piece of that machine and it's unfortunate that it's it's, like same thing with like usual suspects like yeah it's not the amazing flick that everybody says it is i still appreciate it but then again that has greater issues because wasn't that fucking wasn't that brian singer no who the fuck directed usual suspects maybe i can't remember but anyway yeah like i mean Kevin Spacey's fucking ruined all of his shit for me. Uh, like, yeah, you know, uh, it's like, but there, but that, but then there are people that it's like, all right, so you know, you're a dick, but like, I, I, I'm not gonna like refuse to watch anything that you've ever been in at this point. Like, and you know, and depending on the amount of information we have, like, you know, I, I think that like I was in the camp of like. I can separate art from artist with Michael Jackson until I saw Finding Neverland and was like, nope, never mind, can't do it. Yeah. Can't fucking do can't it. Do like it. it's it's just it can't turn it off anymore. I can't. Like it's like, you know, when when you felt like he was, you know, it was like, you know, problematic, Trying. but like not as bad as it actually was and not as premeditated yeah. as it actually was. Like that's that's the part that makes you go, oh, oh, also, and then Kevin Spacey is also like a number of his accusers have suddenly died. Um, I don't want to have to edit us out. Uh, yeah, let's not go down this path. Yeah, we're not going to go. We're not going to go down that path. But, you know, I, I like. Yeah, I, I feel it's you, an, though. Like, it's a distinct it, possibility it, that he might also be a murderer. Allegedly. Thank you. Robert Evans says shit all the time. Thank you. Allegedly. No, you, you, you said the magic word. I can't tell you to say the magic word. Not that I should have to tell you. Let's not make murder ac- alleged murder accusations against a Hollywood actor. Although I'm I sure mean, that look, he's probably like broke as fuck, but he's trying to mount a comeback. No, no, let's no. move along. Like for me, the one that comes to mind most often is like H.P. Lovecraft. But yeah. it's like I don't actually like his writings. I like yeah. a lot of his like vague ideas. ideas. Not, yeah. not, not, not like his specific ideas. <laughs> I understand. Big ideas. All right, let's go oh, back man. to the fucking beer. Like we being, went so no, it was off. like being at um, 
the other night, Emily and I, we're going to get distracted for a few minutes because I'm going to talk about a thing we just did. I ended up giving an okay to somebody, just like, you know, the three fingers up and the thumb and forefinger together. And then I hate that my immediate thought of that just being a base reaction for me to do as an okay is like, shit. I hate that fucking racists have co-opted that hand gesture to be something racist. Because fuck racist. Hey, this is your friendly reminder from New England Beer Reviews. If you see a Nazi, punch him in the face. If you see a Nazi car, take a Yay. shit on the hood. Take a shit on that hood. Uh, better yet, better yet, Allegedly. if you can... Oh, no, there was a, um, I forget which sub it was, but there was one that I saw today that was, like, it's like a brown car, and it's like, oh, it's kind of an ugly color. It was one of those, it's like, maybe, 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 something like that. Not that, but something like that. Um, brown car, kind of old, it, you know, looks like it's in decent condition, but, like, ugly color. And... As it comes around from the rear side to the hood, you suddenly see on the hood, it's airbrushed with Hitler and says, my God. Not not like, my God, but like, oh God. My, 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 like, I pray to this person, capital G-O-D. And it's like, yeah, yeah that's fucked up. But yeah, we went and saw we went and saw Bad Religion at the Palladium in Worcester. It was rad. Um, I guess technically uh, Alkaline Trio opened up for them, which is cool because I don't think I've heard anything from them since like early two thousands. I I know that they've had more music since then. I just haven't really heard them. I know I owned one of their albums at one point. I don't know. But it was cool seeing yeah. them live because I'd never had before, or at least not that I remember. Yeah, they were fine, but Bad Religions um, Bad Religion. puts on an amazing fucking show. That was where Seriously. it was at. Is this like our oh, fifth man. or sixth time? No, I think this might be my fifth year sixth. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. I've, I've seen them a bunch, and it's always fucking worth it. Always, always, always. If always. you get a chance to see them, definitely go. The only thing um, that sucks is the Palladium has a no re-entry policy. Even though yep. there were four police officers standing right outside the Palladium, just spitting? That's literally all I saw them do. I saw them standing, and I saw them spitting. Not, like, on people or anything. Yes. I'm not trying to be, like, well, I am a cab, but they weren't spitting on people. They were Yeah, not in a like specific idiots. instance, yes. No, they were doing that, like, they were doing that, like, dribble out from the mouth spit instead of, like, just, just project it. Like, don't project it I understand somebody, how that... But, like... What... Well, that's I don't what I'm know. Saying I is, learned how to spit years ago. <laughs> hey, I can I can only do the dribble spit myself, but that's also why I'm not going to stand there and be like, I'm going to spit right now. Like, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's go back to beer. Uh, beer. Beer's a thing. I'll teach you how to. So, I'll teach you how to. Like, we, we introduced the spit. name of the. F- 
you can try. Uh, lots of people have tried to teach me lots of things to do with my body that I cannot fucking do, like uh, shuffle cards correctly, apparently. Anyway, um, <laughs> I mean, I've improved over the years, but still. Anyway, so seven X's from Bone Up. We haven't even said what kind of fucking beer it was yet. Nope. It is an English bitter. Now, as a fan of English bitters in general, um, as far as like basic styles go, this is one of those that's like, I don't know, it's always been kind of a go-to for me, partially because it's just an easy drinkable style that's like, you know, usually, I mean, bitter is not an like an accurate description of the flavor. They are not bitter. They're just yeah. very, they're generally fairly malty. Um, so as, but it's also a uh, you know i i'm i'm an anglophile i like i've had a lot of it in the uk and like it's just a fun drinkable beer anyway so i gave this a 3.75 which again style specific is going to end up on the higher end of the scale um i will say that compared to an actual english bitter from I don't know, name of generic fucking English brewery like Tetley's or something. Um, it's going to have a lot more pen. flavor punch a little bit. Um, I can't, I don't think that Old Speckled Hen is a No, old, old Speckled Hen is a uh, red ale. Um, so, yeah, like, take your generic like uh, bitter. It's not, this is uh, going to be a lot more interesting on your palate. Um, I think that it kind of married like a, a little bit enhanced flavor with the style as a whole very nicely. So again, 3.75 style specific is probably closer to like a 4.75. Um, really, really well done. Very, very enjoyable. Like if I'm in the mood for a bitter, I will probably remember this and seek it out. Not that being in the mood for a bitter is a thing that really happens to me all that much when I'm yeah, like I, I, I New England style IPAs and sours. But... I completely agree with like all of that. Like style specific, really good compared to every other beer I've drunk. Still good, but also for me, not one of those styles that I terribly care about because I guess I don't have the same connection to them that you do. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's a it's, it's so a definitely it also it's one of those things that like you have to remember that like I was legally able to drink in that country before I was able to legally drink in this country. So, you know, what is it, 16, it's then? one of those things that, you know, 18, 18. OK, most of Europe is 18. So, yeah, it was a uh, damn socialist. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's like mo there are a lot of pubs where it's like, do you want bitter or do you do you do you want a bitter or do you want a lager? That's it. You got it's like we have we have we have two taps. Pick one. We play both. We have kinds three of things. I mean, I remember the day. I, it's like I remember you. Shout out to any fucking people from the UK who listen to us, which I have no idea why you would, but you know. I remember when you'd be, go to like some small town pub and it would be like, these are the three things on the on the menu for dinner tonight. Two of them are sold out. Would you like whatever? And if you don't, then uh, here's a packet of crisps. Enjoy. And it's like, this is the only place in town that serves food. 
Yeah. Welcome to small town English life. Mm. I think a lot of pubs generally have more, have uh, gotten past that like limited quantities thing and, and, or like, you know, a super limited menu like that. But uh, yeah, that's a thing that definitely used to happen. It's not an exaggeration. It's like, it's a good thing that I'm not super picky because, or like that the thing left over was like, you know, some horrible liver thing. It's like, oh, it's like meat and potatoes or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm fine with that. Gives a shit. So, yeah. um, England. England. Um, Albion? You know, no one ever chants sip, sip, sip for me anymore. Asshole. Sip, 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 sip. <laughs> like, that's the thing. When there were two, when there was an additional person, it's easier to gang up on the one person when there are three total. Then it is Agreed. just like, you know, then it just sounds like I'm commanding. And while I am, uh, <laughs> sorry, I was going to say rugged and handsome and commanding. <laughs> I hope that chortle came through on my mic because it was absolutely a deserved chortle. Oh, I love you indeed. to death, but indeed. Well, I'm rugged in the sense of ragged. I'm handsome in the sense of not. And uh, in the sense that you have hands. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Handsome. I have some hands. (laughs) You have some hands. (laughs) Some hands. Uh, That's great. All right. Moving (laughs) along. Singing a song to our next segment. And here we go to beer number two. Beer number two today is Definitive Ale from Definitive Brewing Company. Oh, the cat left. Well, TJ, if you feel like it, you can splice in some uh, purring into the mic. Yes, I probably don't. I'm not going to lie. I'm very lazy. I'm not getting paid for this. I'm getting beer for this. I know, but it's bug. You must do all it's to bug. worship the bug. If anything, Speaking I want to like... molesting shoes. I want to like sample that audio out for something i don't know what but i want it for something she's molesting the shoes that i was wearing earlier today nice it's kind of her thing she likes shoes she likes dirty laundry but yeah she's number two yeah well she's adorable you st- somebody still needs to Photoshop Dora with bull horns. Yeah, Adora bull. 
well, let me figure that shit out. So I'm still figuring this shit out. But I need to figure that shit out. And I'll, I'll do it eventually. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Um, so, yeah, this is... Like, I'm 100% sure that I've had this beer before. I can't tell you when or how long ago it was. Like, it's long enough that I don't fucking remember. So, it that's fine. Um, and this is... So, theoretically, kind of their signature IPA. Um, and I find it very drinkable and pleasant, but, like, yeah, kind of boring fine. compared to most of their shit, frankly. Like, yeah, it it's fine. Uh, I like yeah. their fruited stuff more, I think, than their IPAs these days. Generally speaking, yes, but also, like, their their other IPAs, I think, stand out a lot more. Um, I think that it's an area that they've done better with. Like, I think this is one of their early beers. Like this and Conti and some of the others were like kind of their early beers, which Conti we will talk about in a little bit if we ever get to that point. Um, well, I still think yeah. we should, uh, you know, loop back around and go back to the Bad Religion show because we had some beers there. We actually had, what, three beers from one Massachusetts company? And we had a fourth beer. What the fuck was our fourth beer? Yeah. Uh oh. Oh um, yeah, soul purpose. Becky likes the smell. Oh. No, our, our fourth beer was the one that wasn't from the same company. Cause uh oh, okay. Binks and Becky likes the smell and Bechtoberfest were all from Yes uh, Bay State Brewing Company. Original name guys. None of which are terribly impressive. No, like um, none of them are bad. They're just not yeah, really none of them are good. Bad. Yeah. Like I, I think that in terms of like the one that I liked the best, given, you know, what it was, was probably <laughs> the Bechtoberfest. Like because for a Meritson it was pretty solid. I mean, I don't think it was doing anything super challenging, but I don't really want a Meritson to do something super challenging. Yeah. Like that's not what it's for. I, I, like, I just like how I ordered the uh, Binks because you couldn't, you, you saw a poster in the bathroom, couldn't remember the name of it, so I just ordered it as um, stupid pumpkin bullshit. Yeah. Yes. Stupid pumpkin bullshit. And we got two cans of Binks out of it. Honestly, I didn't hate it. It wasn't like overpowering oh, no. in any sense. It just wasn't really impressive in any way either agreed but yeah it wasn't a poster in the bathroom it was a can uh, it's okay. a ladies room it's uh, all stalls you know they have the big yeah. toilet paper holder things that you just set your beer on and if you finish your beer you just kind of i guess you just leave it there i wouldn't but someone did and it was like hey they have pumpkin something fucking might as well get that fucking pumpkin something <laughs> Call about our layaway plan for people in Revere. Lynn. Lynn. <laughs> Lynn. You'll be the baddest dude in Revere. Revere. <laughs> uh, Ma, what did I tell you about Lynn the cat mouse? Uh, what the <laughs> fuck is the name of that? 
It's uh, Jack Chop. Jack Chop. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, check it out on YouTube, guys, if you haven't seen it before. It's from Adam Green, who is a movie film director. Um, I think that my favorite from him is probably still Frozen. Not that Frozen, but like the horror one. The one that's actually a horror movie, not the one that just has horror overtones. Uh, I don't yeah. think I ever saw any of his actual movies. I think I saw a couple episodes of Holliston and was like, eh. I'm fairly certain we watched a couple episodes of Holliston. I rewatched all of it. it it's all right. It's it's a product of its time. I mean, that's the thing is, it's like, would you even enjoy it if you weren't aware of Holliston the place? Like, probably I don't, not. Like, I don't think so. Like, why would you? Yeah. Be? yeah like, why that's would you care? Half of the amusement factor for me. Ugh, that's bad that that's like half the amusement factor. Also, I can still smell skunk. I can't but, tell if I can smell it inside my condo or if it's just inside my nose from being outside. I'm not really sure. But, ew. Fun. <laughs> um, so we had some more my beers. fucking favorite. Right? Yes. Yes, we did. Um, um, but yeah, we talked about the ones at the Bad Religion Show. Except for the uh, Crush uh, Groove by Soul Purpose Brewing, which was, I think Soul Purpose is from Worcester. Um, it's a New England style IPA. Um, it's honestly pretty meh. Um, 3.75, like, if if you're at a show or something and it's like one of the better things on tap or, uh, you know, in a can or whatever, like, it's probably worth getting to like kind of mix it up, but like. I mean, none of the stuff that the Palladium had was fucking great, so it was kind of kind of whatever. Fucking Palladium. Yeah, well, but hey, it was nice to be at the Palladium. It, it, like, honestly, if you've never been to the Palladium and you're anywhere near it, it's worth going to a show there at some point. Um, I just, I, I think any venue that used to be an old, like, kind of ornate you know gilded age uh, yeah. sort of theater is kind of great so so going back to the you know singles slash sharing beers um had another branch and blade this one was triple bliss it is prickly pear and boysenberry fruited sour um I didn't think that was quite as impressive as the uh, Love Gone Wrong or whatever the fuck that one was called. Um, But I thought it was drinkable for sure. So I gave that a four. Um, So yeah, that's a that's not a bad beer. It's just a matter of comparison. I think that the other one kind of stood out a bit more. Yeah. Um, um, I've heard good things about Buttonwood's brew brewery um i believe they're somewhere in rhode island um i mean i kind of had to pick rad arcade for two reasons one the name's fucking amazing and two it's a new england style ipa with apricot um and yeah i mean i gave that a four so again reasonably solid new england style ipa I don't think it did enough to really like, really like stand out and be like something truly exceptional, but like 
I'd be very curious to try more from Buttonwoods. Um, I concur. <laughs> and I, I would absolutely, I would, I, you know, again, if I were someplace and like they had a fairly limited, you know, menu, but they had that on there, you know, it's like that uh, alongside, oh, I don't know. I mean, take something that like is kind of ubiquitous in the New England area, but like, you know, it's like, it's really solid where it is a lot of the time, but it's not like overall gr- amazing. Uh, fiddlehead. Like yeah. the basic fiddlehead. Like that is a solid beer. A lot of solid places that beer. have it, that's the best thing they have on the menu. But it's not something I like. I wouldn't choose like that over a trillium or that over a treehouse or something like that. Like oh, it's no. just kind of different shades of the same thing. And like Buttonwoods, I would probably actually put above. I would put Rat Arcade above the the fiddlehead just for the simple fact that it like does something slightly more interesting with the palette. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I I like it's like if you're at a tits, they have good stuff, but like it's the same basic good shit that you get like. You know, they have the fiddlehead, they have like exhibit A cat's meow, like they have stuff that's like fairly solid, but like doesn't it's not a thing that stands out in my mind as like one of the better beers I've ever had or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a baseline go to in a place that all right, well, that's the best they got and it doesn't suck. I mean, I will say that, like, it is kind of nice that they have a selection of that, like, kind of area of beer. Um, I like that they generally have some Springdale sour that's rotating, so they always have a sour. It's just that they never have a sour that's outstanding because, I don't know, man, like, I I like stuff from, from Springdale. I'm not going to say that I don't. I'm never... Like, holy shit, I need to have this again. You know, it's just. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel the way that way about a lot of things, though. I mean, considering how much there is out there, so it's not really a knock against them. It's not a thing that I'm going to complain heavily about drinking, but I'm also not going to be like wildly pumped either. So. Moving on to things that were an, another thing that was fairly hyped up to me, uh, Stellwagen Beer Company. I'd never had anything from them. Uh, my selection was, to try was Invisible Airwaves. Um, and so Stellwagen is out of Marshfield, Mass. And the Invisible Airwaves is a tropical heavy New England style IPA with uh, mosaic and citra. Um, Dangerously drinkable. Um, Yeah, I mean, I thought it was, again, I thought it was quite drinkable. I didn't think that it was, it wasn't anything that made me go, holy shit, I need to have this again. Or, ooh, yeah. Like, again, uh, like, basically anything we talk about on this show is going to be a good choice. Um, We've said it before, we'll say it again. (laughs) 
Like, if you're one of those people who would prefer to have, like, a New England-style IPA that's just sort of, like, basic, easygoing, you know, smooth, easy on the palate, something like this would be an excellent choice for you. It's just that, for me, I tend to want something that challenges my palate a little bit more. So, like, you know, it's just, again, it, it's all a matter of perspective. Um, I would not shy away from trying stuff from Stellwagen again, for sure. Yeah, I'd try their stuff again. It's It was just, like, nothing exciting. It's kind of like our next one. Like, it's a company that I want to like a lot more than I do. Yeah. But I don't hate anything that I've really had mm-hmm. from them. And that's Bentwater. We had their yeah. Super Sluice, which apparently, again, like we've we've never had that before. Um, that's their double New England IPA. I don't know what the fuck's in it. Yes. Um, Strata, Citra, Calypso, I can't remember either. I mean, Mandarian, Bavaria, and Cascade. Oh yeah. Now, if they had chosen a direction to go in instead of just like we're going to cram all these fucking hops in here. Then it probably would have been better. I also think that no, don't that they means usually, that, that, that is a direction. It is a direction, but don't they also usually fall in the issue of their shit turns out slightly too bitter because they use too much in the whirlpool instead of the dry? Yes, I. But that's also Bentwater's been around for a long time. You have to remember that uh, Sluice Juice was uh, yeah. like. Fairly early on in the New England style IPAs. We, yes, we have been, been there. there many, many years ago at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, that was still er- kind of early on in like the development of New England style IPAs that I think that that was developed. I mean, early enough that like, you know, that was actually a pretty decent one when it came out. It's just that like, you know, when you have a when you have a recipe that like sells well, um you don't really want to fuck with that people are going to get mad at you if you do if you stop making it or whatever like if it's your best seller like i mean it's a good business decision to keep doing exactly as you have been but like the thing is is that the more innovative stuff is going to pass you by and i think that's another it's another case of like that sort of happened with this um yeah so this being just an amped up version of that it wasn't i didn't think it was going to be anything wildly exciting and it wasn't but like i see what you're saying about the hops being all over the place but i think that on a different uh, take it would be a a fairly balanced take on hops like so like focus like i could also see you still using all of those hops but like focus like two of those five into your whirlpool phase and then the other three into your dry hop phase so you get more of the back end flavor from those three one versus four yeah like something like that like because the the mandarina bavaria would be would be the better one for the whirlpool in my opinion just because that tends to be the uh mildest of those hops it tends to be the least bitter the least you know have the least bite to it I'd probably put that in Cascade into that phase and then the rest into the dry hop. Um, Cascade, yes and no. Cascade well, has a like, lot more bitterness to it. It was but definitely... But that's what I'm saying. It was a very common thing in West Coast-style IPAs. Because the Bavaria is so mild, you still want like a little bit of back-end bite. So that's why you do the two of no. those. I honestly don't. 
generally speaking, I would rather you put like basically all of your hops in the the dry hopping phase. Like I don't, I would rather have all the terpenes and none of the bitterness personally. Like, all right. I can see that. I, I can get up. I tend that. to favor. That's one of the reasons that I like, you know, for it's Trillium IPAs so much is because they, they like, you're getting the full spectrum of like the terpenes and the flavonoids and you're getting very, very little bitterness. Like just enough to keep a little bit of interest, but like it's very easy to cross over that line for me. Um, where the I like, and I, I wonder if it's partially because my palate's just not really accustomed to the bitterness anymore. Um, it could be, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, so Cascade oh. has a tendency to get quite bitter. I mean, back when you did a lot of it in the Whirlpool, um, that Cascade was a hop that would produce a fairly high IBU um, on its own. So like that's a hop I definitely would not want to put in the Whirlpool that much because you're going to get an awful lot of bitterness off of that. Um, where I think that it's a, it's a hop that I haven't seen enough in dry hopping, but like... I would imagine tends to be on like the piney earthy side of things where like you have citra that tends to be in the citrusy end of things. Calypso is sort of on the tropical end of things. And then I don't remember what the fuck strata tastes like, but something, um, something. And yeah. So like, I, I my personal feeling is like, if you want to add a little bit of bitterness to it, you know, do the, do something like mandarina Bavaria or like fuggles or some shit in like the whirlpool. Something that's not going to give you a shitload of bitterness. Uh, Mount Hood. Mount Hood's a hop that you never, ever see anymore, but was great because even back when you were doing West Coast style IPAs, like doing a traditional West Coast style IPA with Mount Hood would give you about 40 IBUs where something like Cascade would give you like 120. So right. like it just naturally has a lot less bitterness. Alrighty, so I think that at this point in the show, we're going to move on from beers. Are we going to remember uh, where we ended, though, is the question? Because I, that's I, always I, a fucking problem. I think I will. Oh. I mean, yeah. All right. I think we'll, yeah, I think we'll do okay. All right, cool. Um, um, it it would have been nice to talk about the other definitives, but... Uh, we, we can get into them another time. Oh, yeah, there were other definitives. Yeah, there were only three more. I mean, and if we skip around, that's going to be a little bit of a challenge. How, what are we at for time? Um, the three definitives are after a number of other things. Not a number of other things. I There's two other things. Three other things. Three. Whatever. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying uh, we're about like I guess 105-ish right now. Okay, yeah, we need to stop talking about so, that, I guess. Yeah. Um, if we want to talk about anything else. Okay, folks, we... Well, no, recognized... no, 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 fuck off for a second. Uh, I'm, I'm interrupted with my goddamn segment. Mm. <laughs> T oh, yeah, T and actually TJ. we have like 15 minutes of chunk of crap in there, so... Yeah, well, no, I'm factoring. Um, oh. TJ is spoiler free. Damn it, you stole the energy. Welcome to TJ's spoiler free new movie reviews. I'm today, doing a little finger dance. Today, I went and saw 
the Eternals. Let me just tell you, I really enjoyed it. It it has some issues. Uh, it doesn't have the issues that everybody is saying it has because people are fucking... Not going to call everybody idiots. People are entitled to their own opinions, but some opinions are dumb. Damn. <laughs> Lol. Love you, buddy. He's never listening to this. What am I... What, what am I talking about? But yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was... It's very different from the majority of other Marvel movies, but like, I'm not judging it as a Marvel movie. I'm judging it as its own film. You know? And... Yes. Like I said, it does have some issues. I think it has some pacing issues. I think it has some script issues. But... Not even script issues, just like certain dialogue. There's some clunky fucking dialogue in there. Mm. Like very robotic, kind of like meh, 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 meh. but you know, words. Yeah, it's not great. But like overall, I really enjoyed it. I didn't have an issue with like um, Chloe Zhao's direction. Honestly, it kind of makes me feel like I need to watch. What is it? No Bad Land? I have no idea. I don't know. She directed something and got like an Academy Award for it. I think. But yes, it was enjoyable. Check it out. Don't let haters turn you off from it just because they're probably. Ugh. It's a vocal minority that is like, you know. Racist, sexist, homophobic. And this movie ticks all those boxes. So if you're a racist or a sexist or homophobic, don't check it out. Yeah. Um, also, fuck I know you. I'll see it at some point. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, hey, when it comes along to Disney Plus, you and I will hang out and watch it. Because okay. it is. It's very difficult that every movie that I want to go see, especially given my nerve damage, is like three fucking hours sitting in a theater. No subtitles, and I can't pause it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is My question is, is it like three hours in the way that uh, Endgame was, where you're like, holy shit, what's happening next? Holy shit, what's happening next? Or like, are there points in the movie where you're like, oh, I'm kind of bored. Oh my God, I've been sitting here for forever. Fuck, I'm feeling my bladder now. Like, like if I'm super engaged, like that is enough to potentially like kind of turn off my bladder. See, less the second, but still a little bit of the first. That's where like the pacing issues come in. Like, I think that it probably could have been uh, gotcha. fucking with credits, like maybe even 2.30. I, I don't know if there's like seven minutes yeah. cut out in there, but like I liked a lot of what they did and it was a lot to try and establish with a film because it's a crew of like nine fucking people. Yeah. And like that's your crew. And like a lot of really good actors. I yeah. mean, like... Well, uh, I, hey, like, hey. 
Uh, so again, speaking, this speaking is of this the is actors, spoiler. Game. This is spoiler free review. So that's why I don't want to talk. Too I understand much, that, but yeah. Um, I mean, but there's honestly, a bunch of really yeah. good actors in there. Um, there's a, lot and I of haven't talent. seen it yet. So I mean, um, is Kumail Nanjiani as good as I want him to be? Yeah, that's all I want to know. Oh yeah, okay, no. awesome. He's fucking awesome in it. Like, I I'm so happy for that because like I fucking love him. I mean, he was. I mean, well, he and um, fucking help me martin star were my favorite parts of uh silicon valley like hands down and now like, that they both everybody exist, else in that now that they both exist inside of the mcu in the mcu they can run although into martin star is never gonna yet to be like a superhero badass he's just gonna be like the nerdy science teacher forever but you know what that's fine um, i i I would still totally do Martin Starr, even though he's just the nerdy science teacher and also we, like the, the super awkward kid from Freaks and Geeks. So we, we we don't have a Doc Connors in the MCU. I don't know what his name, what Martin Starr's character's name is in the MCU. I can't remember either. They could just like retcon or change the name of Doc Connors and just make whatever his name is into the lizard. Because that, be, that could be kind of rad. Are you listening, Disney? Are you listening, Disney? Look, a lot of us would really like you to do awesome stuff with uh, Martin Starr um, in basically any Mr. Harrington. Oh, okay. Also, again, Tom Holland, best li live action st Spider-Man I've ever seen. Like, I think that was perfect <sighs> casting. All right, I'm not going to lie. While I really like the Tom Holland casting, it is very difficult for me to say best. Uh, I do have a very soft spot in my heart outside of Spider-Man 3 for Tobey Maguire. I do too, in a sense, but like he's too old and not like but Spider naive Spider feeling enough. Spider Man Two is still uh, it's easily in my top three of what I think are the greatest superhero movies of all time. It's like Spider Man I... Two, X Two. The Dark Knight? I don't know, man. Hard disagree on that one. Like, I think that all of my favorites fall into... <sighs> Do they all fall into the MCU? I mean, I might say one of the Michael Keaton... Maybe, like, one of the Michael Keaton Batmans might actually fall into that as well. But, like, hard disagree on the rest of them. Like, I, I, I think Tobey Maguire was too... Tommy McGuire was too fucking old for the role. Um, he like, and honestly, like the the first one was like, we wasted so much fucking time in an origin story. Everybody already knew it's fine. Oh, you see, no, that was no, my problem. I love I love Tom Holland though. That was my love. problem with the Amazing Spider Man. Was like this this movie is two hours and forty minutes long, and the first hour and forty minutes. Is something I saw oh, holy four hell, years no. ago. 
But I'm also a defender of The Amazing Spider-Man 2 because I think that fucking Jamie Foxx's Electro is pretty fantastic and everybody just seems to shit on it. <laughs> yeah, see, I need I need to watch that all the way through. There's a few things that I need to watch all the way through and like really give my own opinion on. I mean, same thing with like, I'm glad I watched The Incredible Hulk. I have no desire to ever fucking watch it again. It really yeah. is my least favorite MCU movie. Like, Which is funny because I that's I, seriously that's behind like Dark World and Black Widow. I don't think it's the worst, but I still think it's my least favorite. I do. I'm not actually. You're right. I'm not sure it's the worst, but it it definitely does not work for me. Let's talk about a thing that we both really enjoyed. How about that? Yeah, um, that works. <laughs> we watch. We we watched a. Uh, I think it's a Netflix original, isn't it? Um. It's or at least this purchased year. purchased by them to be released by them, but yeah, Either Night way. Teeth. Um, Night Teeth. Um, kind of was expecting this to be a lot shittier than it was. Um, so the Netflix plot summary is: a college student moonlighting as a chauffeur picks up two mysterious women for a night of party hopping across L.A. But when he uncovers their bloodthirsty intentions and their dangerous shadowy underworld, he must fight to stay alive. Um, I mean, reasonable synopsis. It's a vampire movie, if you haven't fucking figured it out by the name. Yeah. Um, And I actually think that it does some really interesting stuff with uh, how vampires work and like, you know, like moving through the world um i think it does some really good world building yes i I really want a sequel to it but like if there isn't one you don't need one but i I really i want i want to see more of the universe that this movie exists in agreed and I, i you know i really i thought that it was incredibly well done i thought the acting was great i thought there was a you know the the it was solid directing cinematography like i really don't have a lot of com- like really any complaints about this movie like i if you if you like actually vampire it had some movies, really good cinematography it really did but like a, a oh, little on like the outrun side which i don't hate because i love I that don't hate, vibe yeah. and aesthetic but like a little on that side but like there were some really interesting shot choices within that movie like like upside down yes. and like rotation and how it pulls in and like it did some really cool stuff. I dug the direction. Yes, definitely. Um, just overall an enjoyable movie. I could high I can highly recommend it. Like um, it's if you're more of a horror fan, I wouldn't call it horror. It's more of just like kind of a straight vampire movie. Um, I mean, it's like, almost more of, like, a mystery adventure. Because you don't really know where... Well, you're not supposed yeah. to know where it's going to go. But, like, I really wish that I could turn you off that portion. You kind of know where it's going to go. Like, I wish that I could turn off that portion of my brain. Yeah. So I could be, like, surprised by things. I can Instead of, like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, no, that's exactly what I expected to end up happening. I mean, maybe compartmentalization being my go-to, you know, uh, coping strategy is not a bad thing here in the sense that, like, you know, I can, 
I can't necessarily turn off that part of my brain, but it also doesn't really bother me. Um, and yeah, I mean, honestly, like it was nice to see Alfie Allen in something other than as uh, Theon Greyjoy slash Reek. Um, and, you know, Game of Thrones, although I thought he was actually a really solid actor in Game of Thrones. This was this was not a bad role. Um, like if it's if it's I mean, he could have I think yeah, he could have no, done no, better it, considering what I've seen from him. Um, yes, he, his his acting ability might be one of those people that like is really dependent on like what the director is doing with them. See, now, I think that's where the director of this probably lacked, was direction of yes. people instead of just shots. Yes. Because, like, I don't know, I'm... Because some actors can do that on their own, and some actors, like, can do that very well, need but to be really told needed... what they have to do. Like, this yeah, is exactly... Yeah, what you should be feeling. This is exactly yeah. what I'm expecting from you. Mm-hmm. And I suspect that that's what was going on here. But I mean, I'm not going to say that I didn't like him. in. Oh, I mean, well, I didn't like him in this movie, not as an actor. But like when you're playing a villain, if I like really don't like you, you're not doing that bad of a job. It's like, oh, I mean, it's not like it's not like, oh, I hate you. Like people like accosting the poor kid who played Joffrey like in the streets bad. But like, Jesus fucking Christ. you definitely like, kind of hate people, people are Alfie Allen a little bit in this. Yeah. I mean, it's like, that's the thing is, you know, it's funny, like, you know, so listening to the, uh, the Delta Flyers podcast, the re the Vo Star Trek Voyager rewatch with, uh, Robert Dun Duncan McNeil and uh, Garrett Wong, who two of the actors in, uh in voyager i think that it's an interesting thing that like when they're talking about it i've noticed that like over time they've tried harder to like say the character's name when they're talking about a particular scene than they uh, then they say i was doing this thing because like i think that too many people i think they recognize that like there are too many people who confuse the actor with the role and I yes. think that, like, I mean, to the point where, like, the kid who played Joffrey in Game of Thrones is a damn fucking good actor. Like, you really, really hated Joffrey. It got across everything that that character was supposed to get across. But the problem is, is that no, like, people weren't able to separate that from, you know, the him as an actor. So if I recall correctly, I think the dude was just like, fuck this, I don't want to act anymore. I'm... Um fairly certain that you're right that he has and retired from acting i mean it's kind of like fucking draco malfoy yeah same deal it's like and that's a that happened in the even earlier time period technically it's yeah. like you know that was before you know social media became like an all-consuming pervasive part of life for a lot of people and like still i mean it's like Oh God, what the fuck is his name? I like him. I I remember. I actually knew his real name much better. Uh, I can't remember. Tom Felton. Yes, Tom Felton. Yes. Um, which like sucks because back of my again, brain. <laughs> you. 
there were there were a lot of like generally speaking o- over the course of like all of the harry potter movies you really hated tom felton but there were times where like you felt no bad no 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 like you i know, never hated i never hated tom felton I no hated i hated draco, the, i hated the character i hated draco malfoy but like but there were I times really, that you felt I bad for draco taught, too i was taught at a young age of separation of fact and fiction and like that's why i've never yes. like bruce campbell's awesome bruce campbell is not ashley j williams ashley j williams is a character right. that bruce campbell plays i'm not going to approach bruce campbell yes. as if he is ashley j williams because he's not he's an actor right he played a character yeah. And, like, and some actors are very clearly like playing versions of themselves and some actors have much more range but like regardless yes. of that like they are <laughs> not their character um yeah i mean and i think that that i mean that's the thing is like i feel like a lot of us have a tendency to just sort of automatically slip into like interchanging the actor's name with the character's name and including people oh, who it's very play easy. the care play characters themselves and it's like and it's one of those things that I feel like I, I really appreciate that people are actually trying to separate those things more because it, I think that especially for young actors, that's way too much fucking pressure and can definitely lead to you like just being like, I'm fucking done. Like, there's been which like is a, a fucking bummer. There's been like a generation and a half. Oh, I can't say. Um, it's it's that company from that movie in that about that room. You know the one I'm talking about. That that's called Isney. Not not the one you're thinking of. It's just called oh. Isney. But there's like a generation and a half, maybe even like two generations at this point, that have been totally fucked by their system. And yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, what 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 did we yeah. watch? The Duff that had Bella Thorne. Oh I, yeah, it was like. Who the fuck is Bella Thorne? Oh, she's apparently an Isney kid. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, also, on a very the, different the Duff. note. The Duff was pretty solid. solid. Like, is, you know, as far as, like, uh, you know, more kind of, like, you know, traditional, like, I mean, this was definitely noticeably based on, like, a kind of Romeo and Juliet sort of framework um again a little bit formulaic not a complaint that's more or less kind of what i expect from these kind of movies and this one did it really well i mean where you're really trying like you know they did some interesting twists on the story they did the the acting was solid um i yeah i i honestly i dug it like there there were a couple of points where it was like yes couple of points Who? that you were may whitman or are you talking about uh, i think i think that you're talking about uh the the other movie that we watched that was romeo and juliet with zombies because that that was much more romeo yeah and but juliet the duff was a little bit romeo and juliet too come on yeah yeah. yeah, it was still a little bit Romeo and Juliet. Come on, like a lot. Honestly, there are a lot, a lot of especially like teenage based like 
rom-com sort of shit that was you know based in romeo and juliet so yeah that's that's a good that's another way to bring that in so we also watched warm bodies and like i would argue that like the duff and warm bodies both have romeo and juliet influences they just like are extremely different movies they kind of approach it in different ways and i think that both of them successfully take that framework and make it their own I would contest and say that the Duff is more um, taming of the shrew. Formulaic. Okay. Yeah. All right. I could see that. But still, you're basing it on. Isn't. I'm basing it on Shakespeare. But, like, isn't Taming of the Shrew 10 Things I Hate About You? Oh, fuck. I forget. Um, It's been a long time. But I think it is. Yeah. I mean, but there are still kind of Romeo and Juliet elements to it. No, we're both because wrong. Because you have like it's the social scary. structures that are trying so to keep what, them apart. What you don't expect is that, uh, to, like, really? in the third, what you don't expect is that in the third act of the Duff, um, May Whitman's character ends up realizing that she has psychokinetic powers and ends up just like literally using her mind fingers to literally tear people in half. It it went from like a PG movie to an NC seventeen really fast did not expect that ending i would give it six thumbs up but that's only from my well fifth fifth dimension mind <laughs> oh I'm, sorry okay i my flipped them off empty. i'm uh, laughing my, in my, my head my beer's empty i fucking wish my beer's empty sip 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 i sip. truly wish <sighs> that uh Sip, 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 sip. Sip, 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 we're on oh. to beer number three. We're not going to finish beer number three. Should we even start beer number three? Should we just exit out? I we're don't know, like man. we're almost at an hour and a half with editing. Should yeah, we just let's let's do, do we have do we, do we have more to say this week? No, we can put push the rest of it off. That's totally fine. Right. Like we, cool. I I kind of like that we have this like kind of stock of things to talk about in case I have a week where I like don't drink a lot. Of any yes. or at least nothing interesting. Yes. All right. So uh, I guess um, we've been we've been New England beer reviews. My name's TJ. D- ah, fuck. I-, I wanted to go like off tone instead of on tone, but fuck it. My name's TJ Davis alongside Emily Shit. We've been New England beer reviews. Thank you for checking us out. Uh, if you enjoy what we do, you can find out more about us on facebook or instagram or twitter or give us some money on patreon and if one other person gives us at least two dollars on patreon then you and you and one other well you and three others because myself and emily included will have access to an exclusive episode and if one other person goes beyond that at this point 
I, I'm I'm thinking we might just do like one of those episodes as a bonus preview, and then like yeah, that works too. That that's enough. Oh like, man! Oh man! Many of you people want to give us money, and I fucking understand. But at the same time, it's like, come on, man! Like I support so many fu- so many fucking things on Patreon at this point. Like, so if 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 one other person gives us two dollars, we will do a special episode preview for everyone. Everyone, only one person needs to allow it to come to everyone as a bonus preview. That would be lovely. We're gonna anyone do, but uh, my dad. We're we're gonna do anyone. We're gonna do one of the Warhead Spears and Nightbreed. Yes, that is the number one. So. If okay. you want to hear us talk about the 1990 Clive Barker classic Nightbreed in the director's cut, because that's what I'm fucking showing Emily when we actually watch it, then just all you have to do, patreon.com backslash N-E-B-R. That's N-E-B-R, the initials of our show, the name beer reviews, N-E-B-R, into patreon.com for $2 per month. And yeah, we'll, we'll give an episode to everybody. So just you. Do you want to be the hero? <laughs> but yeah, uh, we've been doing beer reviews. We are going to fuck off now. Thank you very much for listening. Hopefully you made it all the way through. Emily, anything else? I can only hope uh, maybe we should start like mentioning the Patreon shit and stuff at the beginning of the episode, just in case people are like, fuck this click after like 45 minutes or whatever. Um uh also doesn't that, doesn't that just seem more desperate <laughs> look see th- this is the gift that we give we to are those kind who make of it desperate. all the way yeah we are so yeah uh hey i next mean time we're not that reviews, desperate, we're gonna but... we're, we're gonna mention our patreon at the very beginning unless somebody we... donates two dollars to our patreon after hearing this then we won't so we sound less desperate then you can tell your friends and your friends can tell their friends, and their friends can tell their friends. And I mean, so come on. on. There's got to be so enough on. New Englanders who drink craft beer to, you know, have one, one other person. That's like, that's all we need to get started, folks. Just one. Just one. Just one person. Well, technically a second. One other person. Yes. Yes, one other person. But, but no, like, we are going to fuck off now. <laughs> Watch, it'll be my mom, even though she doesn't really listen to us, and she'll be like, oh, I feel bad. Whatever. We'll throw out Ruth and Bruce a thank you every episode, because that's what you get. Like, you, you get access to what will end up being bonus episodes, plus every fucking episode, we'll throw out a thank you at the end. So, hey, thank you, Bruce. And in the future, thank you, Ruth. But I've been TJ we'll Davis. Th- we should thank him up top. Yeah. All right. And cool. I'm... Emily Schick. Yeah, yeah, to getting distracted by the fruit flies that make me hate eating fruits and vegetables. Bye! Yay!